This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. In America, episode 77. I'm Turner Sparks in Ladybird, Sacramento, California. I'm Michael Kaplan in Long Island City, New York. On the podcast today, we have Kaplan, we have me. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you want. Kaplan, last yeah. week we had four guests. Yeah. We, we overloaded. People, the real, people said it was a great podcast, but they were like, we would like to hear you guys, you idiots, talk to each other. Exactly. For a change. It was they too know. much of not us talking. That's the and, one criticism and, that everyone gave us. Too much of other people. We need more of you. That was a big you. note. Yeah, that was, thank you to everyone who came out to the live pod. It was, a, it was a blast. It was a blast. You're in Sacramento now, right? You're, exactly. you're, uh, I had to get out of town. Here's what happened, Kaplan. We got so much heat. We're so famous after that live pod, I had to skip town for a little while and just get away from the madness, you know? Yeah, get out of New York, go to, go to a town. But the problem is you're a huge celebrity in Sacramento. So really, <laughs> I, know. I don't think you achieved what you're going for there. I really didn't plan it well. It's like how Clooney like, lives in Paris now. I had to get yeah, away. You, who, who's bigger in Sacramento, you or Greta, what, the, 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 the chick who directed Lady Bird? I think I mean, you just answered your own question. We don't, no one even knows her name. Yeah, exactly. But it's she me, obviously. She wasn't even nominated for Best Director, whereas we had Weber on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Nominated for Best Writer. So there you go. You're bigger. And if there were pod awards, we would be, this would be Best Podcast by a mile. And Kobe oh. wouldn't beat us like he beat her. I'll tell you that if he had a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would still take him down. So, Kaplan, we got a lot to get to. I went to Tijuana. We're going to get to that in a while. I was between, <laughs> between New York. I've, since the last week, since the live podcast That's random. six days ago, yeah. I've already been in Tijuana. I went down Mexico way. Had to, All right. had to escape a little bit. Again, cooling off, and now I'm up in Sacramento. You also, uh, you gave uh, Ruby Kaplan, got her, her birthday present, her Ken doll, so we've got to find out about that. But before, before all of that, mm-hmm. Amazon... Amazon yeah. is back, babe. They're back with us. <laughs> They've been with us the whole time, but they kind of—they were not—they were in the shadows for a while. Now they're back. Yeah. If you're gonna—if you want to contribute to this podcast, because this podcast is free every single week, you freeloaders are getting it for nothing. But 
if you want to, if you want to chip in, if you want to say, Hey, maybe Turner needs help getting to Sacramento and Tijuana next time. What yeah. Those, do, those Tijuana hookers don't pay for themselves. They do not. If you want to chip in what you have to do. Okay. So you're going to go to Amazon. You're going to shop on Amazon. Anyway, everyone in the world does it before you do that. Go to lost in in the upper right hand corner. There's going to be this weird advertisement. It's hard to tell what it actually is. You click on that. It'll take you back to Amazon and then do your regular shopping. A percentage of what you spend will come to us. And uh, also that website, don't undersell the website. Lost in America pod has all of our episodes there in one neat page and you can leave comments about the podcast while you're there. So very true. Know, and we might your, read it should you. be your homepage. It shouldn't be the New York times or Yahoo or I mean, Yahoo, it is Yahoo, but Google or anything else. It should be your homepage and your desktop should be lost in Exactly. Like you said, you get all the we- all the episodes right there. You can stream them. You can play them. So if you just want to do like a mix, you know how people used to do those like mixes in the nineties. If you want to get laid in high school, Instead of <laughs> yes. doing a music, I, I want to know what the best mix of podcasts is for people trying to get laid. We should we should we should <laughs> put that together. For the, what's the closing mix? <laughs> <laughs> I would say the Wilson Vince episode, probably. Yeah, because you want to hear about someone talking about beating kids. <laughs> exactly. So you don't have kids. Well, exactly. Good birth. Oh, that's kind of birth control, though. The protection. kids are pain in the ass. So I don't know. <laughs> and then also you got all the pictures of us and every guest. So it's good. So go check it out. Lost America pod. All right, Cap, should we get, speaking of Lost America, should we get to Lost in America? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I'm in the home of De'Aaron Roots. De'Aaron Roots, uh, he can probably hear me right now. Play hey, De'Aaron, play the freaking music. Kaplan, you're lost in America this week. It was Ruby's birthday party. What happened? Did you like the, the Ken doll we discussed last week on the live pod? Yeah, so a couple, a couple, a little bit follow up and a little bit of more being lost. But um, I gave it to Ruby tonight, Which and she one? was very excited. The the one with the man bun that we did that we oh, discussed in the live episode. Yes, I gave it to her tonight, and she was like, "Whoa!" It doesn't. First, she was a little startled because he had darker hair than she her vision of Ken. But then Teddy explained to her what a man bun was. And uh, now he's playing. They have a whole family. He's the daddy. It's great. So I'm going to get in. Uh, I, he's already been established. He's the daddy, and uh, he's the, the dad character, so I can play with him now. He's ri- I can write for that. So that's good. That's a follow-up. That's a good good start. But Ruby had her birthday party Wait, over can the I weekend. Ask a few, can I stop you there? i got a few questions yeah. already. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does Teddy know what a man bun is? That was a mystery to me. And I have son. it on video, so I'm not making this up. He said... That's a and I think it's because uh, his mother uh, once did his hair when it was long and did, put like a ponytail in it and called it a man bun. I, I, it's the only <laughs> way I can figure it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like, "Mommy, mommy made my hair a man bun once." So, I, now, I you know. And now, do you have to grow a man bun so you can match the doll? Yeah, I don't know if I. I guess I could. Should that be the next challenge? Have we just come up with yes. the next download challenge? That's the next download <laughs> challenge. Okay, here's what it is. People, you've been doing great. Remember, remember back, if you're a new listener, go back and listen. But when we got to, what was the first, cha- what did we have to get to? A thousand? And I shaved my head. We got a thousand downloads a week. Yeah. And, and I then shaved we got my, 1,500. Sh- we actually got to 2,000 downloads, I think, and I grew a mustache. At 2,000, you grew a mustache. Now I'd say 3,000. When we get to 3,000 yeah. in a week, Kaplan's growing a man bun. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? I'm feeling generous. I might even make it 2,500 because of, you know, 25 is a good number. It's my boy Ben Simmons number. I, if we can get to 2,500, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting a timetable on it. Okay. I want, to, I want it to happen soon. I want it to happen uh, by summer. All right, listeners? July 1st. Man Bun's a summer look, July right? 4th, you know? America's birthday. Yeah, by July 4th, I want 2,500 a week, and then I'm growing a man bun. All right. See, our, uh, if our intern, if you're listening, write that down. We got to remember. Write that down. Yeah. Alexa, we're just remind, put that put down the reminders. <laughs> so, so that's it. Yeah, that's a man bun. So then I was going to tell you that we had the birthday party over the weekend. We had the, uh, she, you know, she turned four, so we had the birthday party, and it was at this place. It's like a, um, in a Barbie theme. It's almost like a salon for kids. Yeah. This is something they probably don't, I don't know if they have these kind of places in China. Like, what are, I'm sure they don't, this is a very American thing, but you can have a birthday party at all sorts of places now. One of them is, it's like a, it's like a fake place to get like a manicure, pedicure, all that stuff for like little girls in New York City. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, so like it's the whole treatment. You go in there and there's like the cucumbers on the eyes. They're like doing braids in the hair. They're doing manicure. They don't have that it, in America. Yeah, it's only is that only Manhattan? That's or gotta New York? only be a Manhattan thing. A Manhattan <laughs> thing. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the ultimate birthday party for girls. But then it's like she invited bo- you know her boys in her class and Teddy's there. So they said they'd have boys' activities. We promised them. But then it just starts off and it's like the boys' activities is that you do all the same stuff, but they put a cape on you. So it's like, it's like Teddy's wearing a cape and his friends wearing a cape and they're getting their nails done and stuff. And I'm like, you're trying to be very like, um, modern parent, like just doesn't bother me kind of thing. Sure. You're trying, you know, you know, because otherwise it's like, what do you look like? Uh, you know, like you're, you're like, like you shave your sideburns, grandpa or something, you know? Yeah. So, so that's, I don't know how do you, but I, I, so I felt good at the party, but then it's like the next day comes around and it's like, you know, Teddy's going to school today. He went to school today. He got nail polish on. <laughs> so I'm like, do you like? What do you like? I, I don't know, like, what the grace period is. Like one day, like, was it the birthday party? But then no, two no, days. No. It's- I think I know the answer to this. What do you got? So guys, when I when we were kids, guys were not allowed to wear nail polish and have makeup on unless they were really good at guitar. Yes, that, I'm glad you said that because yeah. that was the spin. I that's what I was kind of leaning towards because, you know, I was in the elevator tonight with Teddy and the kids and there's two older boys came in. They've been playing. It was like, so they were like these two like older looking, like all American boys who've been playing baseball, like by older looking, I mean like eight and 10 or something. Yeah. And the kid, Teddy was talking to the kid. Like he sort of knows him. And the kid's just like, why do you have nail polish on? He's like, what? He's like, do you like nail polish? And then his dad who saw what was going on, like cut it off. And he goes, his dad, I thought this guy was my hero of the week. He goes, Hey, He's like, when I was in high school, I was in the coolest band in my school, and we all were nail polish, yeah. we were fucking awesome. He didn't say fuck it. He goes, we were awesome. That's what <laughs> and I'm I was talking like, that's, about. That's, yeah, that's it. That's, that's what, what you just said. That's the move. So I just got to be like, you can wear the nail polish, but it's got to be part of a broader look towards you becoming a rock star. Well, he needs to start taking guitar <laughs> lessons. I think he needs to work yeah. for it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's you got to get him musically inclined. Or, because yeah. that's, well, I mean, I'm not saying, whatever, do whatever you want, obviously, but... If you want to be able to one up the baseball playing all American kids at school, you tell them, yeah, but yes, because it's I got a I got a V neck guitar, I got a flying V. Yeah, yeah, because I don't want you know these people. You want to seem very modern. These all these people seem very modern, but I mean, you don't know what they're saying behind closed doors about your kid. So you know you gotta. Because even the kids are like, him and his friend are like, oh, you know, people were laughing at us at school. They're like, why are you wearing nail polish? That's not for boys. And I'm like, I really say that in kindergarten. But then they were like, it's a, I, I don't know. So it's, it's very, 
I'm going to tell them. Tell them about a band. Let me tell you what, Kevin. I hang out around a lot of kindergartens, and that's what we (laughs) say. to the. You're, this is a uh, yeah. If you're if you're, I, I should ask a pedophile. They're saying they would have better ex- more expert answer on. There's more than one reason why I went to Tijuana last week. Let's just say that. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Running from the law. On that note. <laughs> That's on that note. Oh, Cabin. Wait, before we get to Ents, I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say Ents is a nap, but before we get to Ents, we gotta get to hate mail, baby. Don't hate. Yeah, it's been so long. We haven't done hate mail. I would, I when I was touring around Asia, every single stop I went, I stopped at fifteen different cities around ten different countries or whatever it was. People were coming out. Podcast listeners came out in every single place, and almost all of them asked, "Why don't you do more hate mail?" I thought you were going to say they came up to you and handed you hate mail letters they had written, but they didn't know how to mail it to you while you're traveling. So. <laughs> I wish, I wish, but no, they just want hate mail. Hate mail. So you want Tell it, you I got it. I scavenged. I looked it all up. Nothing. I mean, I'm sure it took you a long time to find hate mail because people are so satisfied with this with this amazing podcast. Usually, I mean, people love the pod. But you got a few. We got a few naysayers. We were telling me. I found a few, and I, this, some of this is even borderline hate mail. Some of it's just mail. But let's get to it. I, I kind of have a Trump complex. I don't know if I want you to tell me this news. I kind of kind of want to not know about it. I want to like. I'm going to click right now to Fox and Friends, and they're going <laughs> to see here for me, Cap. I'm a counter puncher. Yeah. So you like you like it fires you up. Much like my president Trump, I'm a counterpuncher. I like to come back. All, All right. right. First piece of hate mail. This is from Megan Shields Colt. Hmm. Three names. I don't know if you know her. I don't know. I don't know her. So she says, "Oh, this is back from when when uh, I think it was in January when I went to the when I went to the Shanghai Sharks game when I was in China." She says, right. "I attended a Shanghai Sharks game. It was like watching a high school basketball game in the states." At least I could buy cheap beer, though. So, That's it. So she's hating on the Shanghai Sharks? So she's hating on the Shanghai Sharks. This is as close as I can get because no one hates us, Kaplan. But she hates the Shanghai Sharks. I love the Shanghai Sharks. I don't think it's like playing, going to a high school basketball game. They're much better. If it, they were high school basketball players, then everyone in high school would skip college and just go play for the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I have actually. I got the jersey. I haven't actually watched one of their games yet. They're great. But, yeah, and high school basketball, I mean, have you seen the movie Hoosiers? Very it's good quality. <laughs> but here's why it's not. Here's why she's wrong on a serious note. There's only two foreigners allowed on every team. Okay? Two. Right. So when everyone thinks it's easy to go play in the Chinese league, it's not because they don't take – there's not a 180 spots. There's 24 spots. So you have to be better than 24 people from the rest of the world. Or else you could just be a Chinese guy. They don't the have caps on other countries, right? No, they do. Foreign, foreign country. Any oh, foreigner. all foreigners. I thought yeah. just Americans. No, you have to be any foreigner. So your chances, you either have to be the best out of the top 24 in the world, or you have to just uh, give up American citizenship and become Chinese. And then you could just be a schlock. Well, the best 24. You mean the best ones who want to play in China. Exactly. I mean. So I would put them at division. I would say division three college. I wouldn't say high school. I'd bump them up a level. Maybe division two. Maybe D2. Next piece of hate mail. 
This is from Liza DeTuerte, Kaplan. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. This one's right straight to the gut. She says, this is the worst podcast I've ever heard. At least their lawyer is cute. That's it. What? what? <laughs> yeah. What? Is this Blucher's mom? Who wrote this? I have no idea who this is, but she's a shout out to Blue Shirt, or maybe Blue Shirt too. I don't know who she's a fan of. She doesn't like us. Is this the, you know, the, we heard that a listener went on a date with Blue Shirt too, right? Oh, we did hear that a listener. This might be the alter ego of one of our listeners who went on a date with Blue Shirt 2. Yeah, this is, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but Blue Shirt 2 got in touch with us. He said he matched on, was it Tinder? I believe it was Tinder. I don't know. It was, some, it was, it was a dating app where that matches you people based on what you like on social media, shared interests. And he, because he's our lawyer, had, you know, had liked Lost in America on Facebook, I believe. And a list, another listener had liked it, and they matched, and they went on a date. And I don't know if they're making babies yet or not, but it clearly I wonder. Did. Well, it might have ended well. Yeah, if she says this I heard, is the worst yeah, podcast. I didn't want to ever spoil heard. it, but, you know. Well, I think it ended well. Yeah, the worst podcast I've ever heard. At least her lawyer's cute. So there you go. So she's not talking about Blue Shirt. She's talking about Blue Shirt, too. I went to she a basketball be. game with a blue shirt, and I went to the ACC tournament a few weeks ago, and he was eating a few too many hot dogs. So I don't think she would have been talking about him. He's a little... Yeah, uh, He's been packing. You know what, though? There are women. Women are attracted to money and. <laughs> you're right. You know, and power. And success. And if you're the lawyer of the podcast, um, you know, speaking of which, do we have. A, do we, what's going on in our case? Our oh, yeah. lawyer. Our case is off. It's off the rails because Blue Shirt is in Florida. Well, I tried to contact him and say, we need that cease and desist immediately. We've got to send it off to Pittsburgh to the fake Lost America people. And he said, he texted back. Two words, in Florida, and that's it. That was the whole text. And I text him again. I go, what's going on? He goes, back soon. That's it. So I don't know what he's yeah, doing. because two weeks ago when we had the letter in front of us that we read on the air, if you recall, we didn't read the last paragraph because our lawyers had been advising us that they were still working, working on a few wrinkles. And round the so, clock, they said. Yeah, they seemed like there was a team on it, and then they just – I don't know what – you think it got to them, these other people? You think – do you think this is a situation like uh, Trump where, like, the lawyers are they, – they don't like us and they're going to quit on us? Or what's going on here? No, I think they're the worst lawyers money can buy. I think they're just <laughs> bad lawyers because Blue Shirt's uh, down in Florida. I don't know if he heard our pod with uh, – with um, P.D. Rancel a couple weeks ago, heard about the cocaine in Florida and decided to go down there and get a sniff. Or – and then, so he's doing that, and then Blue Shirt 2 gallivanting all around town going on all the, these dates. With using these using our names to get, to get us, on dates. Uh, bad uh, reviews. So they're not helping us in the slightest. But anyway, let's get to the third I one. I think the problem is that we hired apparently good-looking lawyers. You know, that's the – I don't know. That's up for debate. A, you want them in court, but you don't you – need, you need, we need some harder workers. So anybody out there who's a lawyer, contact us. Exactly. We're looking for Blue Shirt 3. <laughs> now. Come, come, in, come in uniform. Wear a blue shirt. Gablin, our last. This is our last. <laughs> wearing a blue shirt. This is our. Okay, but also, actually, one last thing. A lot of listeners have said they want Lost in America t-shirts. We need to make these. And the number one thing they want is a blue shirt that says Lost in America and then says you're a moron. I think we got to get those done. We, we need that merch. We, we will get that. it done for the, for the next live pod. We got to get that done. Now, last hate piece of hate mail, and then we got to move on. This is from right. someone I think you might know, Michael Tusi. 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 That's my uncle. Michael Tusi. <laughs> and is his daughter named Danielle? Yes. 
Okay, this is from the live pod. This is hate mail from the live pod. They came to the live pod, as far as I understand. They sent the front. Yeah, they uh, laughed the whole time. They had a good time. And Michael's a good laugher. He's a great comic. You want him at a comedy club. Well, he says, my daughter Danielle said if she knew this was going to be... Oh, it starts out as a positive. It's sort of a positive review. Dan, my daughter Danielle said if she knew it was going to be such a good time at your live podcast, she would have invited her friends. Right. <laughs> Basically, so, they're saying like they had no confidence in us. It's a backhanded comment. They thought we were going to suck. Right. They thought they'd come out of obligation. They didn't tell anybody. No, they didn't spread the word at all. They sat in the front row. In fact, they, they had probably a told people not to come. They probably were like, don't, don't worry about it. When I don't like, what are you doing right? I'm going to show. They might have got in for a family discount. I, can't, I don't know. That we'll never know. No, they bought tickets. They we'll, bought tickets. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Michael Tusi and Danielle Tusi. But how about a little more faith in us? How about next time you tell your friends or else we're going to figure out a way to cut people off specifically. Can we block people from listening to this pod? Um. We yeah, a mute button for Zuckerberg podcast. Zuckerberg make that technology yet, or whoever? I mean, on on you know, you can block people from following you and like Twitter and stuff, but you can't you can't block uh, podcasts. That that technology doesn't exist yet. All right, well, let's get to Ants. Also, I don't know if we're I don't know if we're in position of that much power yet. To... Ants is an Ants. No, <laughs> is an app. You get in the app store. It's up to five minute audio recordings. Jennifer Miles Peak is at my house right now. With my wife, Yes, doing a cooking class. I think they're incing it. I think they're literally incing the cooking class they're taking right now because in the great words of Mr. Michael Ira Kaplan, who wants to see food when you can hear it? Exactly. And, I mean, I, it's a couple days. This will be out. I mean, we should really be broadcasting. How do you follow Jennifer Miles Peak on Ents? You could find her. Just search her. But, yeah, you know, we're on Ents. We're lost in America. And you're Turner, Turner Sparks? I'm Turner Sparks on Ents. We are Lost America. We're incing all the time. We're incing... A few days in advance, we'll answer who our next guest is, and then you can you can answer us questions that we'll ask the guest. Now, so this week it would be no one. That would be the guest uh, because we had four people last week. So it's too much. <laughs> so let's yeah, but get no, to I'm it. making I'm making good on my pledge. I've been answering more frequently things that like I find that it's a great app. People like to tweet. You know, with Twitter, even though they expanded the characters, you still have to like you don't have a limited amount of space to say what you want to say, and so you can just sort of like freeform it. You know, form an idea. If you have ideas pop in your head, um, so go on there. I'm, I'm just answering things that I normally would have tried to tweet, but now I'm like, screw it. Who needs Twitter? Yeah, and you, you know? also, not only limited space like characters, but limited space like my phone's too small, my thumbs are too big. I keep typo. There's t- so many typos. There's no typos with ends. It's a voice. No. It's, it's, you're not, Unless, unless you're, you're really drunk and your mouth's spitting out the wrong words. You yeah, and then typos. you're having fun anyway because you're drunk. So and you're, you know what the final thing is I'll say about ends this week? What? You can go on Ants and feel free that Cambridge Analytics is not stealing your information, selling it to the Russians. Is that what they're doing they, with Twitter? What's that? Is that what happened with Twitter? I've been to Tijuana. No, with Facebook. Know. That's the Facebook situation, you know. Uh, so, so Ants is – Ikram has the tightest security possible. They are not getting into your information. The, the amount of uh, uh, the uh, metal detectors we have to go through just to get into the <laughs> podcast studio every week. <laughs> it's – it's like a, it's like he's like listening to like the Republicans on schools, and he is. <laughs> I mean, it's like getting into Laguardia or an inner city kindergarten. It's <laughs> <laughs> or my or yeah. So it's, it's you can feel very safe. You can share whatever you want to say, and nothing. It will never be used to help Trump get elected. 
<laughs> Should we get Should to... we get to our guest? Let's get to it. All right. Play the music. Play the music. All right. We're back. Kaplan. I went to Tijuana. I want to talk about it. Yeah. Why were you there? I don't, I don't really understand why, how you ended up in Tijuana. From, I told you uh, the heat from the live pod. I was getting stopped everywhere in New York City. I had to go down Mexico way and cool off a little bit like they did in the old Western movies. I had to let the heat cool down. Okay. So I'm down in Tijuana. No, I was there, I was there for a wedding. It's, uh, oh, all right. Who got married? So a friend Listener? of mine, so a friend of mine, Nate Jones, shout out, married a girl from Tijuana whose dad owns the Mexican lottery. And that's why I went. The Mexican lottery? The Mexican lottery is mostly, 90% of it is owned by the Mexican government, but 10% of it's still private. He's the last private <laughs> owner of the lottery. Is that normal in the country? For, like, does anybody privately own the lottery? I, didn't, I just figured governments around the world own that. I thought that's the whole point of the government, is to make money off poor people by owning the lottery, and then you get really rich. Yeah, it's state-functioned state gambling. I mean, essentially what it is. Exactly, but exactly. this guy's still allowed to own it. Yeah, no, I, this is not to go off on a Tijuana uh, bit, but I don't, like, I didn't know people lived in Tijuana. Like, I, I just can't picture it. Like, it's like, it's almost like, I mean, I guess it's like living in Las Vegas, except it's way more, I don't know. It's way more, like, I can't even, like, Las Vegas, I could picture, like, I, I, I don't even, like, what, what, what's life like living in Tijuana? I, well, we only lived there for four days, but for us... <laughs> It was fun. It is a bit Vegasy in the sense that um, after three or four days, you're ready. You're. It's like okay, let's get out of here. You know. Yeah, I was ready to get out of there by like seven in the morning the first night I was there, and we were gone. Well, it depends <laughs> on what to... you do. We ate a lot of tacos, and right. uh, we went to the dog track, which is fantastic. Ooh. At the Caliente Casino, right in the right in the heart of Tijuana. I was say overall on... Tijuana is more. It's cleaner than I was expecting. At least so the neighborhood it's been, we so it's been gent- has it been gentrified? It's been very... I been there since like 2001, yes. so... A lot of hipsters, a lot of white hipsters in Tijuana. Very gentrified. Really? That's, that's tragic. No, I'm just kidding. It's not at all. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's what you would still want. It's very cheap. It's great. Oh, so we go okay. to the wedding. Let's start with the wedding. So we go to the wedding. Fantastic. Here's what I like about the wedding. Number one... There's no dinner options. You just eat what they give. Like, it's not like, what do you want, chicken or fish or beef or vegetarian? No, it's just steak. They're like, we have the best steak. We got the best steak going. We brought it in. From- <laughs> we, have the best, we have the best steak in Tijuana, Mexico? <laughs> no, they brought it from Mexico. No, get rid of the Tijuana. Best steak in Mexico. This guy, it's at, the, it's at the Tijuana Country Club. There's a PGA, Latin American PGA golf tournament happening there that weekend. And the guy Ooh. goes, I don't care. I need the ballroom for my daughter's wedding. And they give it to him. Oh, my God. So there's all this these professional golfers. Is this guy going to be in, like, season four of Narcos or something? I, can't, I cannot say one way or the other on that. But <laughs> there's all these professional golfers walking around you that are treated like second-class citizens to you because you're invited to the um, – the Hefe's invited you to his daughter's wedding. Right. So here's what I Were like. You- there's, that's the only yeah. food option. He doesn't. They don't give a shit if you have uh, an allergy to peanuts or an allergy to anything, or you don't like. Oh, I'm a vegetarian. Who cares? Then go home. You know. 
Okay. That's how the Mexicans do it. Yeah, exactly. There's That's number no vegetarians one. allowed. I yeah, like you want that, a cheesecake city? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go back up to fucking San Diego and sit in a cabana. So that's <laughs> that's number one. And then Do they have chips at the table at least? You get some chips and guac or God a- damn it, there's no chips and guac. It's not Mexican it's it's not <laughs> the wedding is uh, not I'd be a, the worst gringo at this wedding. The wedding I mean. is not a Chevy's uh, cantina. <laughs> it's a freaking it's like the highest class thing you've ever been to. They did have ceviche. Ooh. Which was exciting. I like ceviche. So they start you out with ceviche, they bring then they bring the steak, and then you get to order drinks. And the drinks, my friend goes, I'll have a beer. No beer. What do you mean no beer? Why? Got a Pacifico, Negro Modelo. Hell no. That's too cheap for these people. Wine, tequila, or whiskey. That's it. And maybe vodka or vodka. That's it. Nope. So what are you, what are you drinking? You're not allowed to drink, though, right? I'm still, still not allowed to drink. Orders? I got my back issue, so I got a, uh, I got a Agua Mineral, Mineral Cone Gas. That's what I got. That's with uh, that's that is seltzer water basically. I'll tell you that. That's what the gas stands for. That's <laughs> with gas. Also, I know my Spanish. Mexico going to Spain, going to Mexico is so much fun because Spanish is it's it's bit's been done a thousand times, but it really is just basically English. And especially when you you've I've spent my life learning Chinese. It's impossible. Every word is a different. It's no, there's no overlap. There's no similarity. You can't just guess. You can't say cone gas. You can't even say like like gas in 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 China, and they're not going to understand what you're talking about. But Mexico, you can like guess half of it, and it adds up, and then you're good to go. Right, especially if you're in a city where like dumb Americans are coming through every day, and they just have to put up with it. So <laughs> they put up with it. I remember being in a. I was in a wedding in a Ecuador once, and uh, yeah, I just remember like uh, one of the Americans was like El Forco when he wanted a fork. <laughs> <laughs> that almost <laughs> sounds racist. <laughs> fork out and he had to say all right here's your fork Great yeah guy. so then everybody but, uh, does tequila the whole table they, they're doing tequilas and it's not you don't get a shot you get like a a full glass Ooh. yeah because it's not they don't think of it as like a they're not on spring break they live there you know right so they no give it's a, and then everybody said that the tequila was amazing fantastic tequila then you eat dinner dinner finishes about 10 p.m it doesn't start till like nine it's an hour okay. of drinking before dinner. I don't think I said that. An hour, you sit at your table at 8, and then you drink for an hour, and then the food comes at 9, and then you eat until 10, and then at 10, 10.30, uh, oh, th- then the speeches start, okay? And you, oh, boy. What are you expecting? In America, what do we get? We get the... In America, we get the, the best man gives a speech where he compares his brother to a character from Rain Man. Yes. And, and you, know, <laughs> you know who you don't do that in front of? You get performance comedy. Yeah, and you don't do that in front of the uh, the guy who owns the Tijuana Lottery. <laughs> You're not making jokes about anything involving his daughter or possibly the person who his daughter's married. Even if my, my friends, the brother of the groom, did not – no speech. Were they just terrified? Terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. Yes. Were, were people, like, going up to him, like, before – during the festivities, like, in the first scene of The Godfather, like, asking for – on your on your daughter's wedding day, I'm coming here to ask for a favor. Here's a prayer. <laughs> Cannot confirm or deny. Okay. 
I'm gonna. There's gonna be a lot of not confirming and not denying <laughs> in the rest of this podcast. So, did you make them like a, a, a try to tell, tell them about the podcast, and we can help? Uh, I did. I did yeah. say we're accepting sponsors because uh, we're not yeah. so sure on Hello Chinese. I did say the that. Mexican lottery can maybe become a new sponsor. <laughs> that would be amazing. So then. <laughs> Only people, only very on brand. So the whole, so then usually maybe the father, the groom gives a speech, maybe the bridesmaid gives a speech. At this wedding, only the father, the only the owner of the Mexican lottery is allowed. He's the only one who gives the speech. Right. <laughs> and it was a fantastic speech. Did he give it in English or it, Spanish with a translator? Or? He did a whole speech in Spanish and then a whole speech in English. The guy's a badass. But it was a great speech. Ever there was not a dry eye in the house. Wow. And Those guys who run the Mexican lottery are always good family men. These are very good family that's, that's men. That's what I've learned from movies and TV shows. By the way, I don't want to die after this podcast comes out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great man. I he was a great man. So then. Yeah. How, um, does, how does your friend meet this, this girl? Who's the UC daughter of San this Diego Graduate School. Oh, yeah. You should go up north for college. You got to go up north. For you don't college. want her to work in the lottery business. You got to get her to a university. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so is it a dj party it's a dj okay with a whole screen for like the, the music video of every song is playing on this massive screen as they're playing the song and what i interesting it never stops so there's no as there's no break and everybody's just out there killing it and everybody aged 90 i mean like a 90 year old mexican guy's just cutting it on the dance floor and and there's uh I, get, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it because th that's the kind of guy I am. I, my dedication is to the audience. There are security, private security people all around. Are they, are they like in like disguise or just very obviously they're security guys? I don't think anyone else noticed them or I don't think everyone else did. They're, no, they're in like suits, like black suits and uh, formal suits and they have earpieces. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not really much disguise. That's a... Not much of a disguise, I guess, yeah. Oh, wait, best part. I forgot the best part of the wedding. Best part of the wedding, when you sit down at your table, everybody gets a... Uh, you sit down, and there's like a little card that you get to open. In, okay. Every single person. Inside of the card, you get a handwritten letter from the bride and the groom, and you get a scratcher lottery ticket. Whoa. From his lottery and... He brought, the word is that it was confirmed by multiple people, he brought a wad of cash so in case anyone won, he could pay him out right there out of his personal pocket. Did anybody win? My friend won a dollar. I don't think he collected. That would have been amazing. Oh, Dom, like Dom like a moment. Pod, if somebody won like 10 our grand. Pod, our old podcast, Dominic Mills, won a dollar, but I don't, I don't think he went up to him and said, I want my dollar. Right. Oh, congratulations. That's, that's uh. This seems like a good wedding. I need to get. I, I'm really annoyed at the weddings I've been invited to. It. You got to get like to. It. Although you know, when I the wedding I went to in Ecuador, did kind of have the same kind of vibe where like it seemed like everybody was on drugs and maybe they were even the older people, and it was just techno music and it was like going all night. It was like a different. I think it's a it's a Latin culture thing. I would say There's these no, people were not on drugs. They were just like having a good time and incredibly well affluent people, and uh, they needed security. But I think if you're in Mexico and you're rich, I think you do need security. I think just any. Yeah, that's people. just a thing. That's like a fact of life. I mean, yeah, you can be, you can be like, you can't be naive about it. It's exactly. Just, uh, you know. I mean, have you been to Tijuana before? Yeah, when I was eighteen, one time I barely remember. We went over for the night pre nine eleven. You could go over, come right back, big deal. And, yeah, uh, I, but not since then. I did. I remember a lesson I learned as a young as a young man then is that I was drinking in the street because you know you think like you're in Mexico, you can drink in the street, right? Yeah. 
And then a cop came up to me and was like, uh, let me, you're, you can't drink here. I'm like, oh, sorry. And he's like, let me see your, your, do you have your passport? I'm like, yeah. And I made the huge mistake. And now I understand when you were dealing with Mexican cops late at night and you're a young American, I just like handed him my passport. Oh, wow. And then he's like, okay, we're going to spend the night in jail. Come with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I like, didn't, I like literally, it wasn't until he did it to a friend of mine as well. And we were both leaving that then I realized like somehow the light bulb went off that so we realized that he was basically inkling for a bribe. So it was really annoying because I gave him 20 bucks and he gave me back my passport and then my friend gave him like five bucks and he gave him his back. And I was just <laughs> so annoyed that, and I kept, like, my argument was like, I think he thought I originally, I was negotiating for two, so I should have, but anyway, point is, if you're an American, don't just hand up your passport. Start with the bribe. Maybe like, here's 10 bucks to like not take my passport. Cause once they have it in your hands, you're really in a bad negotiating spot then. <laughs> yeah, you're done. That's good. That's that's the art of the deal right there. Yeah, that's a young Donald Trump would not have. <laughs> the art of the Tijuana deal. All right, so then last story from Tijuana. So the wedding ends. It was great. We're coming back across. Yay and I have to get back across the border to get to our flight to fly up to Sacramento from San Diego. And we get to the border, and our flight's in four hours, and we get to the border, and they tell us that it's a three-hour wait, three-hour line to get back across the border into the United States. Mm. Trump. Trump. Um, but meanwhile, people are jumping the wall for furry all over town. Right? right. So then this lady comes up to us, and she goes, hey, this Mexican lady, she goes, hey, it's three hours to wait, but if you pay me 15 bucks, I can get you across in 20 minutes. <laughs> she just comes up to the car. Like she's knocking no, your we're window. we're standing in line. We're walking across. We're going over land. Oh, you walked across. Oh, yeah. right. We're old school. We're like the pilgrims. Oh, my God. So she goes, I can get you across in 20 minutes if you pay me 15 bucks. And I said, uh, yeah, you, you got a deal. And what'd she do? Very irresponsible of me, by did the you, way. Did you literally, did she take you to the wall and like hop over? Like by the spot where <laughs> migrants her, are hiding? She put her hands and, down, like locked them together. And she's like, all right, put your foot on my hand. I'll give you a lift. What did she actually do? Did she no. just go? It's just like when you go up to like a nightclub and like you're, you have like a connection or you talk to the bouncer and then he like brings you in and he wave you in. And he, they give the nod to the person at the door, like just let these people through. Well, so here's the thing. So I don't know what she's going to do, but I'm like, hey, we got to get across. We got to catch this flight. Um, we're, you know, if we don't catch the flight, that's a, it's like 120 bucks each. Right. You're, so you're screwed. I, I got to figure out a way to illegally get back into my own country. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to lose 250 bucks. So. Uh, she says, pay me 15 bucks. I'll get you across. So I said, uh, yeah, sounds good. But you got to tell me how. And she goes, well, you got to follow me. We'll go down to this other, uh, going on to this, down the street. And so yeah, and I start following her. Yeah, is pretty sketched out. And I say, uh, whatever. Let's see what happens. It's yeah, you're like, it's good for the pod. It's good for the pod. Exactly. <laughs> Just follow this weird woman down the sketchy Mexican <laughs> yeah. street. What's the worst that could happen? And she had a badge on. She kept pointing to her badge. Like, like, see, I'm officially badge, a badge. Like, like a Girl Scouts badge? Like, what was the badge? It, like, looked like it was from the government, but it also looked like it was, like, photocopied and then laminated, like, by hand. Right. It's like a costume. Yeah, it was a costume. And we're the only, out of the three hours of people waiting, we're the only ones to get out of line and go with her. Right. You look like the suckers. Yeah, but I'm like, maybe these people are suckers. So I start following her down the street, and she says, oh, it's the bus. You get on a bus, it's right here, and the bus drives you across. And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. What? Yeah. And so then uh, we get to the bus and it's not even I'm like this bus. She goes, no, you got to keep moving. But she keeps pointing to this one bus. We get to that bus and then she switches her story. She goes, no, it's not that bus. It's another bus. 
So we got to walk even further. So now we're walking. This is a few hundred yards, I would say, away. And we get there. We're way out of line. And she says, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. So we get there. And I say, we get to the bus. I go, okay, we get in here. And it was 20 minutes. And uh, she passes us off to the other lady. And the other lady goes, no, well, it's 20 minutes, but it's an hour until the bus will get here. The bus is an hour away. So it's an hour and 20 minutes. But she goes, but you're still quicker than three hours. And uh, How many people was it to be three hours? I can't even picture this. Season. It was a crazy long line. I don't know. And so... Um, so I did. So yeah, it's like I don't think she's like this is bullshit. We're we've already been lied to that it's twenty minutes. Who knows if that was even three hours? She could have been lying to us. We're not doing this. So we start leaving. We go back to get in line. Like we're going back to the line. So we walk back to get in line, and this old dude comes out. He's probably about as old as uh, the the I don't know the sea. Like he's one hundred twenty thousand years old. This old Mexican guy. He runs up to us and he goes, "All right, all right, we got another bus. Come with me." He like overheard. Yeah, I'm gonna get you this other bus, and so uh, and he goes. This one's only twelve bucks, and it'll get you across in twenty minutes. And I say, okay. Can you just call like an Uber or something? Like, <laughs> I, I no, it's this huge. There's also a car line to get in. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like the a car three line hour car line. Like, how is the bus gonna skip the car line? Is it jumping yeah, over? We're it unclear like a bus that, but I just yeah, let's follow. So we follow him, and he walks us up a hill and then through a chain link fence into a dirt parking lot. And Ye actually audibly says at this point, she goes, this is getting sketchy. And I went, yeah, whatever. Let's just keep walking and see what happens. Um, so then we get to this other bus and the guy goes, 20 minutes. You get on this bus, you'll be there in 20 minutes. And I hear him say that to the bus driver and the bus driver goes, no, 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 this isn't 20 minutes. And then he turns in Spanish and he turns around to me in English and he goes, 20 minutes, pay me 12 bucks. And I say, okay, I'll pay you 12 bucks, but I won't tell, pay you money until this bus takes off. So I'm not going to pay you, and then we sit here for an hour on this bus. Right. Oh, look at that. Shrew, the art of the deal. That's my art of the deal. I, he says, no, that's not part of my deal. I can't. He's, that's not the art of his deal. He says, no, oh. you got to pay me now, and then you got to gamble and take the risk. And mm. I say, I'm not doing it. And Ye says, we're not doing it. And then this lady, this Mexican lady, pops out of the van in perfect English, and she goes up to Ye, like woman to woman, you know? Right. And that's the part of their shtick. And she goes, hey, lady, what time's your plane? And he says, four o'clock. And she goes, okay, it's 1230 now. You have three and a half hours. We're going to get you across. This bus is going to leave here in 15 minutes. And then you're going to get across and you'll be fine. And I say, 15 minutes? She goes, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour. <laughs> That's literally the word she says. I'm like, what are you taught? We're not doing this. But she somehow reasons with yeah. And so then we're in. So we're sitting on the bus. We pay the 12 bucks. And I say, the worst that happens mm, is we lose God, 12 bucks. Oh, my God, not would be good. <laughs> So in, my head, in my head at the time, the worst, worst thing that could happen is they lose 12 bucks. Thinking about it later, the worst thing that happened is they drive us out into the middle of the desert and kill us. Or we, our bus is full of cocaine and we're muling this across the border and we're the, we're the, the foreigners who are going to be the patsies for them, you know? Right. So then the bus starts. We're the only ones on it. It starts filling up. It probably has 20 seats. It starts filling up with Mexican people, more and more Mexican people, Mexican people. And then finally some Chinese guy that I feel a little better. And then uh, two black girls who are American. I'm like, OK, now we. These are the people, the last people you're going to see for your. Yeah. These are the, the all the people that are, we're all going to be in the New York Times. Story exactly. And that takes 10 minutes. And then the bus takes off and we start driving. 
we're driving. Now, I don't know where we're driving. Yeah, is comfortable at this point. She goes, oh, cool, we're good. In my head, I'm like, we're not good at all. Because it's psychological. It's like you'd rather, when you're stuck in traffic, you'd rather take another route. You don't know if it's faster, but you want to be moving. Exactly. So, exactly. So she's moving, so she feels better. So we're moving. I don't know where we're moving. We move, and n- now we're driving. We go near the border, and then we start driving away from it. Mm. And this is when I'm like, like uh-oh, we're going to die. You are lost in Mexico. Lost in Mexico. We're driving away from the border. We only drive, we drive away a couple blocks, and then we make a U-turn and come back. So it was like some route he had to take. We drive up to this, like, police station, and the bus driver gets out, talks to the police for a couple minutes. I'm sure he gives them some money. And then the police wave us through. We get waved through all the way to the front of the three-hour line we were waiting in, and they drop us off, and we're now standing in the front of the line. So they drop you off in the pedestrian line. Exactly. All you do and what is... Are the, what about the people who are already in the line? Aren't they furious? Yeah, I would be furious if I were them. <laughs> yes. We get I mean, dropped if you're, like, off. waiting in line at Shake Shack for an hour and a half, and, like, a bus shows up and just drops people in front, you'd fucking lose your shit. It's Mexico's version of global entry, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a CSA part. It's our fast pass. We pay 12 oh bucks. They take us to the front this line. This is why we need a wall, apparently. Within because, five oh, no, the minutes. The wall makes more the backup. Yeah. The well, wall. Within five minutes, the U.S. border security waves us in. We go in. We wave our passports. We're through. Yeah. It's amazing. All's well. It ends well. We're alive. We celebrated. We went to Jack in the Box on the other side. We oh, got my God. Lunch. That's welcome back. Welcome Jack in the back. Box, and then we're in America. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, congrats. The I remember I walked you through the border once in like Juarez. To, I was like in the middle of the night and there was nobody there. So I was just like, I, I just, uh, so I can't relate to this at all. But that's, that's, that's a crazy story. I'm glad you're alive. Well, the real lesson is don't go back to America on a Sunday because that's when everyone's trying to come back. But if you have to, pay 12 bucks, get in the shady bus, drive it back you get if you card? die. Did you get a uh, card for next time? Yeah, we got a fast pass card. No, I mean, did you get her card? We do have her card. Should we put it? I'll put it in the notes on this episode. <laughs> How about yeah. that? <laughs> so if anybody over our listeners are in Tijuana. It's a free advertising. Maybe we, maybe we can work at a Lost in America discount if you have the Lost coupon code, $10. It'd be no? amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> got to talk to the old man. All right. Let's get to the news. We'll do a couple news stories. We'll get out of here. Let's get to the news. All right. Bring on the news. First news story of the week. This comes to us from the Huffington Post, which is always reliable. Utah has legalized a controversial child rearing method known as free range parenting that encourages the fostering of self-sufficiency in children from a young age, which is better the free range. It's believed to be the first legislation of its kind in the United States. Free range parenting. Should I get into what that means, first of all? Yeah. Because I didn't get it. When I first read that, I didn't know what what that meant. I mean, it sounds like eggs, you know, free-range eggs, and people, idiots, think they taste better than regular eggs. Yeah, I thought it had something to do with health. It does, like, something about (laughs) eating habits or something. It doesn't at all. The new law, which will take effect on May 8th in the state of Utah, specifies that it is not a crime for parents to allow kids who display maturity and good judgment to do things like walk to school alone 
or play outside without supervision. Right. I, this is a great story. This is like, it sort of piggybacks. I think last year we had a new story about the guy, that dad, who was sort of starting his own like free range, like opera, you know, he was like, had kids over in his house and it was like a normal house without like, that wasn't super dangerous. You know, it was like dangerous. He was encouraging kids. To oh yeah. He was letting kids build, uh, build tree houses in his backyard and all- he had kids as well. He wasn't just inviting. Yeah. Them. So, so now you can't, so the- and then state of Utah, that's all legal. You're allowed to have fun as a kid. They're legalizing fun. It's really sad that you need to legalize that, but I'm all in favor of this. I'm a very, I'm a player's coach, as they say. I let the kids play it out. I like to not, you know, I've mentioned we're like, we're in the, when the kids are like scooting like a mile, like flying down the bike lane in the scooters, I like to let them go. You know, they'll come back to you kind of thing. You have to. Not one of these parents who's running after them. Go slower, go slower. I need to be see you. I need to see you. You gotta, you gotta, you know. This is also great for parents that aren't really into parenting, you know? <laughs> exactly. If That's you good. don't like, if you had kids, but you kind of regret it, this is a good, I would move to Utah. This is, I, I, and I will say that I'm almost positive this, this law passed because Utah is the state of Mormons where they all have like six kids and it's literally impossible to, for them to watch all their kids. And so they want to yeah. feel good about themselves as being. The Mormons and the Orthodox Jews have so many kids that they like, you can't, they have to like be honestly be like, I'm watching my favorite. You can't watch <laughs> <Exactly>. them all. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's why it's very easy for us New York parent types who have one or two kids and sometimes three to always like all the kids the same. But, you know, but it's, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, there should be some exceptions. Like you should have to be like, you have to pr- like, like there should be the counter of this is like, if you, if it's proven that you lost your kid because you were like buried in your phone. Yes. Like, yeah, you have to like actually, be, yeah, because you're saying this is a great like exemption to like just be a shitty parent. It is. It really is, which I'm all for. It's like you just change the lingo and everyone can feel good. It's like how in America we not this is also off on a tangent, but how we call uh, lobbying. Really, it's just bribes, but we call it lobbying so we can feel better than other countries. Because like in America, we don't have bribes. Oh, China, right, right, they lobbying. bribe people. But we invent, in Mexico, yeah. they bribe people. You know, people are just, we're we're very like, I think a lot of parents want to be really involved and on top of the kids because it's like a guilt thing. We're like, unless you have six kids. Well, it's a a simple way to like make sure nothing happens. But like, you know, your kids don't want you. Like, I walk tight to school a lot. And when you get to like the school and you walk in, it's like you want to like, say goodbye to them and they don't want it they want to like be left alone yes they don't i get no reaction from teddy he doesn't even like acknowledge me just walks into school yes so i know some i know another parent who's kind of like free rangey i feel like free range. and they, they're they're the ones who like they have like um a, they built like a climbing like loft in their a room like I, I would do it if i could build things it's like a climbing like a little climbing wall for the kid actually and they're very like free rangey and they and they stop on the corner and let their kid like walk to the school like from like they like stop a block away and like you're on your own. That's good. Just, just, like, I mean, wait, Cap, I would do that, but I feel like somebody would see me and like I would just be like, because like if these parents are ready to like pounce on other parents, or like p- there's too many nosy like busybodies in New York City. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get rid of the so, shame of bad parents. They're like they're just like you know they're on, especially new parents who like a baby. Like I, I feel like. Uh, as a parent who's been in this for a few years, like I find new parents more annoying than I think even single people find new parents. Cause they're just totally. so like, you know, like they're just so like, 
like they're looking at you like you know you gotta what are you do? you know it's just very like they're yeah, like the new guy at the office that's, that that that, that uh, stays late for work every day when everyone else is clocking out at five o'clock exactly it's like i know how to get my work done exactly <laughs> don't tell I me to do, do a job in, amongst, in, in the allotted hours yes exactly <laughs> great analogy <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so so All right. uh well, so anyway, we'll I'm going to try that. I, the last this. thing I'll say is I'm going to try to incorporate a little more free range. Now that it's legal in Utah, I know that I could always move there. Uh, That's what I was going to say. And if you don't like your kids, if you don't like parenting, move to Utah. It's legal. Yeah, and they got uh, great snow mountains, you know? They got great all and, kinds uh, of And mountains. I think you're allowed to have more than one wife there. So there you go. go <laughs> I think that's not, not anymore, but... Last, last right. story of the week, Kaplan. This comes to us from yeah. MSN, a reputable source. This week, Arb. Oh, this is about your favorite company, Arby's. Ooh. This week, Arby's released. You know, a- we, uh, Arby's is, is Arby's the official fast food restaurant of the pod, or is it Carl's Jr.? Or is not, it like, no one what? is until they give us money. Okay. This week, Arby's released a new item. It's called the Miami Cuban Sandwich. It's a sub roll right. topped with smoked ham, pork loin, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard. Now, you, even as someone who doesn't eat pork, but it's Arby's, you must be split on this. I feel like you would even like this. Yeah, I mean, I do not eat smoked ham. I do not eat pork loin. I don't even like mustard. They're mustard. I could remember. I think it's like the yellow mustard. I don't think it's spicy mustard. So this is not, this would not be my sandwich at Arby's. <laughs> well, I'd eat yours. The Miami Cuban sounds delicious to me. Miami Cuban sandwich. But there's one problem. Almost immediately after they launched it, tweets started. Tweets came rolling in, questioning how the brand could name the sandwich after Miami when it was clearly the Cuban sandwich was in clearly invented five hours north in Tampa Bay, Florida. Did you know that, Kaplan? I thought it was invented in Cuba, so no, that's why I thought that. I totally there. thought the Cuban sandwich would have been invented in Cuba. All I can think is maybe it was named after someone. My first thought is it was named after someone like Mark, like someone with the last name Cuban, like one of Mark Cuban's relatives invented it. And that's why it's right. called Cuban. Almost like buffalo wings are from Buffalo. They're not, it's not made out of Buffalo. My second thought was that you can't call it the Tampa sandwich because that sounds like a weird sex move. Wait, nobody wants to buy a Tampa. I mean, Miami sounds way cooler as a city. Tampa like, sandwich. Yeah, I'd rather have a Rosarito sandwich. It's like a New York pastrami sounds better than a Buffalo pastrami. You know, like I. Exactly. Um, so people are up in arms. I don't know what you feel. Is this cultural appropriation? Is this the uh, Arby's being lazy? What do we think? I mean, I look at it differently. I, as someone who, as I've bragged about many times, I had the best grade in the history of the Allentown Arby's on the entrance <laughs> exam. All employees had to take, where I only got one question wrong based on a technicality about offering hot peppers. So <laughs> yeah. based, so like I'm looking at it from that perspective. Like the it's really complicated. Like what if do you? to tell your customers, like, do you introduce it as a Miami Cuban? Do you just say Cuban to be safe? Is that, like, what's the correct answer as the employee at the checkout line? You don't want to bad uh, – I see where you're sitting. You don't want to badmouth your former employer. I mean, I love them. I love that they're, they're always evolving. Every time we pop into the one by the, uh, by the, the end studios, I see, like, some, a new wrinkle, a buffalo chicken sandwich. You know, that, that, that didn't exist when I was there. But I, I love that they just keep adding new wrinkles. And they have a Texas brisket. Also, <laughs> this is new, just become an advertisement for Arby's. <laughs> you know, the thing of it is that people need to light up too because it's Arby's, and I love Arby's. But like, like the Reuben, right? They have a Reuben, right? But like, you know, going in, like Arby's corned beef is not. You know, it's not Katz's Deli. Like, it's like Arby's corned beef. It's I think I know where you're getting at, Kaplan. It's this question: Do we expect Arby's to know the difference between a Cuban sandwich from Tampa and a Miami? Do we expect them to know that information? I think the answer is no. Right. 
Right. Like I remember when I worked there and I don't think they have the sandwich anymore, but they had the Philly, it was called the Philly beef and Swiss. Right now, if you were a cultural appropriation warrior, I'm making a new term here. Yeah. You would get very mad because a Philly cheesesteak doesn't have, never has Swiss cheese and it would never be made of roast beef. So you have two things, two strikes against you as a Philly beef and Swiss, but you know, it's Arby's. So it's not, Again, it's not an authentic Miami or Tampa Cuban experience. It's their take on it. We don't hold so them to the same standard as we hold uh, normal restaurants or humans in America. <laughs> exactly. You've, gotta, you've got to uh, you know what you're getting going in, and you need to just eat it. And if you don't like it, then you can rip it in your review. But I, you know, Arby's, exactly. You, you, Arby's really should be advertising on this pod, because you're not going to get a better defender than me. <laughs> The curly and speaking fries, of the ripping shake. Them I can and their go for review. shake right now. What's that? Speaking of ripping in them and their review, give us a good review. We need iTunes reviews. We need to keep moving up the charts, guys. So go to iTunes. We have so many people listening. We have 20-something. We have a lot of people will click. A lot of people will go on and give us five stars, but they don't write anything. Give us something writing. We need something. You know, we need to feel good about ourselves sometimes, too. Yeah, and you can, you know, if you are at all humorous in these reviews, we will read them on the air. We, we, That's true. We are, you know. We're desperate for content, so give us some. Exactly. This pod don't write itself. Kaplan, that's it. Everybody, hello, Chinese. You can get it. Uh, hello, Chinese.cc. <laughs> I think they're still our sponsor. We'll have to find out sometime this week. If you guys are so getting it, let us know because <laughs> they haven't told us anything. Well, I can tell you, when you were talking earlier about the, how Spanish can – so you can just pick up Spanish. Yeah. But you can't just pick up Chinese, so you've got to, you need an app. Exactly. So, so get on the app. i got to get back to the training. Um, you know, by the time we have, I have a man bun, I'm going to be speaking some Chinese sentences. Fantastic. Thanks to this app. Hello, Chinese. Hello, Chinese. That is it. Kaplan, what should we do? You know, it's 11.49 Eastern time in the East Coast. I think Arby's is still open. So I'm going to go <laughs> to Arby's to get a Jamocha shake, curly fries, and I think a beef and cheddar. And then, so I'm going to get lost. Get lost. I will see you next week in New York City, Cap. Get lost. All right. Have a good trip.
Big muchacho Screaming my name He was yelling Don't come back here again Baby mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.